Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 279 for September 23rd, 2019. I think that's right. <laughs> Today's guest is multi artist Emily Rainbow Davis. I just made up that word, multi artist. I probably didn't make it up myself, but Emily makes a ton of different things. You'll hear about it in the interview. And I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist. Maybe I should just say multi artist for that too. I do a lot of stuff as well. Based in New York City, this beginning is going to be full of sidebars. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for 14 years, a little over 14 years now. If it's, there's another sidebar. <laughs> if you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons on the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com. You could do that. So many different places. iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, you can get it sent to you by email. It's always free, and you can just get it for free. It's going to be great. It's free. I mentioned it's free. Or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. <laughs> if you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at michaelherron, or you can email me, mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. Welcome to the show. I want to, before I forget, make sure I acknowledge patrons who make this and all my other work possible. I have some new patrons, Jim, Carolyn, and Diane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, all three of you, for joining me here on, on well, not here on Patreon, because this is everywhere, this podcast. Um, but Patreon, if you don't already know, it's it's a subscription service. You can subscribe to my work. You get bonus podcasts. You get uh, stuff sent in the mail. I make zines quarterly. I'm going to get back to that quarterly thing ASAP. And um, it's a great way to um, participate in the work made by artists you really love. And hopefully I'm one of those people. If you can't do that at this time, I totally get it. Um, and uh, you can just listen to this. Um, it makes a big deal just that you're listening to this podcast. As you'll also hear in this interview with Emily. So I had a show last week at Judson Memorial Church, the People's the Benevolent People's Hour of Story and Song. I do it quarterly now, and um, it was really fantastic. It was one of my favorites. There was a little small gaffe <laughs> just as I was starting a song. Um, if you don't already know my work, it's I do sort of a combination of electronic music and storytelling, all this stuff. I was starting this piece, <clears throat> and um, my laptop just crashed like just went black in the middle of it and i was like ah my friend lauren mall was on stage with me we were singing a song we just did an acoustic version of it because the computer died and all my programming had was on the computer um we sort of suffered through an acoustic version of the song and I said, let's take an intermission while I try to figure out what went wrong. And then another friend, Kirsten Marilyn, who was a guest on the show as well, um, came up to me and she's like, hey, I think your computer isn't plugged in. And I had this first like, uh, as if I were an idiot enough to not plug in the computer. It wasn't plugged in. So I plugged it in and we resumed the show. Everything was fine. So anyway, I'll be sharing videos from the show on YouTube and also on Vimeo. I'm starting to use Vimeo a little more because it integrates really well with Patreon, and I'm already boring myself by explaining this to you. If you're more curious about that, send me an email at MikeyPod at gmail.com. And um, those are really all my updates. Oh, except the next show at Judson Memorial Church here in New York City is going to be on December 11th, and I'm working already on putting it together, and I'm writing some new material for it, and I want to make it a really special evening. Uh, so mark your calendars. It's 10 bucks donation. Uh, so you don't even have to donate if you don't want to. It's totally up to you. 
but I would love for you to be there. I think that's all we've got for our intro today. I would like to talk to you about Emily Rainbow Davis, who is a director, a theater producer, a writer, a musician. She does a lot of different things, and I've been especially enamored with her work. Uh, she does a podcast and a blog, and which really calls the podcast a blog cast, because often it's her discussing her blog post and reading it and doing some music. But she talks a lot of things about a lot of things that uh, resonate with me too. So I invited her on the show and let's talk to her. First, we're going to listen to a track. Uh, this is her cover of The Sundays. Here's where the story ends. And after this, we'll hear our interview with Emily Rambo Davis. Thanks for listening, y'all. Books that you 
That was Here's Where the Story Ends by Emily Rainbow Davis. It was her cover of the Sunday song. And joining me now on the podcast is Emily Rainbow Davis. Hello. 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 I'm so It's so funny. I knew you first in person, but now that I've been listening to your podcast, I'm a little like, oh my God, I'm talking to that voice I've been listening to. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love those moments. Um, so I, the way we met, I think is super interesting we should talk about it and i want to talk about yeah. it from the patreon perspective just to keep the suspense built up totally <laughs> so we ran into each other at patreon which was last november is that right it was yeah and uh for those who don't know patreon is uh, was a convention of creators who use patreon which uh, i talk about on the podcast all the time so people should know what it is um emily is also <laughs> on patreon so we met we ran into each other at patreon and we're both like i know you from somewhere <laughs> and we couldn't yeah. place it for like a day is that right like i don't think it was that long but i do feel like it was like at least a few hours of oh maybe it was a day because i feel like i saw you the day before and i was like i know that guy and then the next day i was like no, I really know him. Like, I, it's not like, oh, he just looks familiar. Like, I know that guy. And then we talked about it and you were like, no, I know you too. And then I feel like it was like a few hours where we we're like, is it this? Is it that? Like, I feel like we waded through and we both have like super complex artistic lives. So it was like, is it this? Is it that? And we had about 20 things we went through before we finally figured it out, I think. Yeah, I, it was way too long to be suddenly like, <laughs> it was, it was. oh, yeah, we were in a show together. <laughs> like we <laughs> did a thing together. Yeah. And it yeah, was it was totally. a, it was a super cool thing. Um, I can't I, know, I can't remember the name of the um, the garden, but it's a community garden in um Pro- oh, now I'm like fading. I'm going to say Prospect Heights, but that's not right. It's in Brooklyn. I think it's Park Slope. Park Slope. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. And uh, our mutual friend, Emery Schneider. Um, co- can you say I'm totally not doing a good job of saying what this thing was? <laughs> so she organized, I can't remember the name of the line, but Pina Bausch does this kind of dance line. I think it, it, I'm going to misremember the name of it. Um, but it's like a... a, a a choreographed walk um, that Pina Bausch and her dancers have done, you know, I think around the world. And so she organized one of those for, for, for us in Brooklyn and anybody who wanted to could come and join and do the dance. And yeah, we just wandered lovingly through this community garden doing a series of gestures of the seasons, as I recall. Yeah. Um, And I just Googled it. So now I know it's called the Nelkin line. I see. That's great because I was like, "It's not Belkin because that's like a cable company or something." Nelkin. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was Kin at the end, and I just was like, "I'm not gonna mess that up. That's not good." Nelkin. Yes. Uh, so that's the place where the. So then at Patreon, I was like, "Well, what else does this person do?" So I started investigating your stuff and listening to your podcast and reading your blog and all of these things. But you do a lot of different things, which is what I do, and it's very yeah. exciting, and it's also. A lot. So I thought it'd be super interesting <laughs> to talk to you. 
Yeah. So, no, I think we share that sort of multi-potentialite quality that often confuses people. Like, what do you really do? Well, no, no, all the things. Yeah. Like, I do all those. Yeah. So let's talk <laughs> about your blog and your podcast, because that's those those sure. things I'm most familiar with. And then we'll see where we branch yeah. off from there. Um, it, it's, Sounds great. It's, well, tell me about tell me about that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so I have been doing blogging for about 10 years. Uh, in fact, over 10 years. I celebrated my 10-year blogging anniversary last year. Congratulations. Um, and thank you very much. And I really just, I, I don't remember exactly the impetus for it, except for I just thought like, oh, you know, I've got, I just sort of been compelled to come back to the U.S. from the U.K., and I was upset about it. <laughs> uh. So I, yeah, so I, uh, you know, immigration laws aren't easy anywhere. Um, so I, I felt like I wanted to like talk about some of the things that I saw in the arts and in theater in the UK. And I thought, well, I don't really have a, uh, where do, where, where, where do I talk about that? So I just started a blog. Um, and then, you know, I, I just sort of found I had a lot more things to say <laughs> as time went by. Um, and then it became a podcast. Um, I can't remember exactly when a few years ago where I just thought, oh, you know, for sort of accessibility reasons, it would be great to have an audio version of the blog. So, yeah, I just started doing reading the blog out. And then, uh, you know, a year or two in, I started adding uh, songs to it. So it's, you know, an ever evolving thing. They are intermeshed. They're essentially, you know, one is the audio version of the other. But um, some the, the podcast is sort of the enhanced version of the blog. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I actually listen more to the podcast and I look at the blog. You know, yeah. while while I'm saying this, we haven't told anyone where they can find this. EmilyRainbowDavis.com is pretty much home base for you, yeah? It is home base for me, for sure, yeah. And the blog is called Songs for the Struggling Artist, as is the podcast. So you can find either of those, you know, in either location, on WordPress, in your podcast apps. All the places. All the places. <laughs> but it's interesting. The podcast is interesting because you sort of talk about where you were when you wrote the blog post and then you read the blog post. And then on every episode, there's a piece of music, even orig either original or a cover. Am I piecing those things together? Pretty right? much everyone. Occasionally, I'll miss out one where, where there isn't a song, but it's only, you know, it's really rare most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Like, though, like some of the yeah. things that I struggle with and I get in my head about um, uh -huh. being okay. You, you sort of seem to have in your realm too. Like those moments of like, I want to have like, I want my podcast to have this structure every time, and then I start like, okay, well, I can't have that structure, so no podcast this week. But <laughs> but then it's my podcast. <laughs> I can hey, do it however I want. want. Yeah, so <laughs> so I get stuck in that, and I want do you, do you have that too? Where you're like, well, I'm supposed to put a song, and I don't have a song. Well, sometimes it seems like you do, where the podcast will come out a little later than expected. Yeah, yeah. I think you know if I don't have a song, just like I don't know. It feels like it depends on the needs of the of the post. Like if the post has a particular song that it wants to have, and I I want it to be there, I, I'll wait to to get it out there. Um, if it it just feels like I don't I don't have a song for this. <laughs> then I'll just put it out because it doesn't it doesn't really you know it's just sort of 
it feels like yeah, the need the need of the piece is the thing that drives whether or or not I'll wait for the song or or not. Yeah. <laughs> um there's one one of your posts that you did recently um really resonated with me. That was one of the reasons why I was like I need to finally get on top of this and and talk to Emily on the podcast. And it was the one <laughs> entitled in which I learn again that popularity does not equal quality or a show called bike. Yeah. Um, where I don't even know. Maybe we should talk about the. the like, it's a thing that <laughs> I, I get like tangled up about this because it's that is something that I'm really kind of back and forth about. You, well, so that I think we should talk about what the post is about, and then we can talk about more. Um, so yeah, I'll like, I'll throw that on you. Can you like? Yeah, so I, I saw a really terrible show, just like a really, t- I knew it was going to be bad, but like when I went to see it, I was like, wow, this was so much worse than I could have imagined. Um, and uh, the audience loved it. Like they, and they, and they're not, they don't just love it. Like they're passionate about it. Like they wait outside the stage door. Some people flew from other countries. Some people have seen it multiple times. Like the audience is absolutely passionate, passionate. About one of the worst things I I have ever seen on a stage. (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen a lot of terrible things. Um, So I I think that that sort of disconnect of like, I don't understand. Like, I just and part of my brain needs to be convinced again and again, like not everybody. There is no universal loved thing Things that are popular are not necessarily good. Things that are good are not necessarily popular. I mean, I know this intellectually, but I feel like I need to sort of have it like just like banged into my head again and again and again. <laughs> because, you know, it, 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 in the in the struggle of trying to have your work seen or recognized or or get some kind of acknowledgement, you feel like, oh, it must be because I'm I'm no good. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm nothing bad. Like and you just get into a place of like self-flagellation about like why you you don't see the you know, acknowledgement that you that you hope for when you make something and then you see something that is, you know, lauded with just like adoration and you think like, uh, okay, I don't, there's just like, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's really easy. I think this is why it really resonated with me and having that, that vivid, like real life sort of example really yeah. helps me because I've been really challenged and it's getting better. Like the past few months I've been like, nope. Just keep on going. Like, it doesn't matter who, like, I'm not, it's great when, like, people, when I get a lot of people saying, that was great, it changed my life, it it affected me, that thing you made. But most of Of the time, it's silence. (laughs) Totally. 100%. (laughs) And and I think that's why this post was so valuable to me. To me, because, you know, I went through this thing, uh, I guess, uh, in December, I moved into a new apartment, and it's got, I have a room I have a room for work it's just my studio and Mm. you know like and I my work life is set up so I don't have to work a ton and I have time to create and I have space to create and I was still not doing it I was like oh no what's what's wrong like now I'm not Uh it, it wasn't the space and it wasn't the time it was being afraid of people not caring if I did stuff and it's and I had and but I'm not happy if I'm not creating either so it's this process of like okay so this means 
you got to do it anyway. Like whether or not, you know, I think that's why I really loved your post so much because it really kind of to me and it delved into that idea of this isn't about it, it would be great to have like people flying from around the world to see your work, but they're totally. not they're not right now. And it's still valuable. 100 percent. And I, I, I think like. I know a lot of artists who've been at this a while, you know, who are, are who sort of in despair. Like we had an idea that, you know, you, you create something, you put it out in the world and then the world will recognize it. And, and for most of us, that's just not our experience. Um, you know, there's a handful of people who get the recognition that they deserve and a lot of people who get the recognition that they do not deserve. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and, and I think like we, I don't know. I, I think it's, um, I, there's a lot of people I see really suffering on this exact point where, you know, we live in a, in a sort of attention economy now where people are constantly demanding people's attention. So they're not even necessarily, it's not that they don't care about your work or they don't want to listen to your song or they don't want to be, you know, be a part of your artistic life. It's just that they're like, oh, but I've got 16 notifications. And so like, they're, they're you know, their minds just don't come back to I think the slower, quieter, you know, more more thoughtful work in the world and the things that are the loudest and the the sort of gaudiest and the most uh, uh, like puffed up <laughs> that yeah. work gets seen and the work that is, you know, that takes more time that is more considered that is that is um you know, often more authentic is is often just sort of left to languish, and I think it's really hard on on most creative people to to feel like they're just shouting into the void and and that nobody hears what's happening. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, in a way, that's partly why I feel like I created the blog and the podcast was just to be like, you guys, we're not alone. <laughs> yeah. We are. We're not by ourselves with this. Like, there's a lot of us who feel the same. Um, agony <laughs> yeah and i get and there's a that big takeaway of popular does not equal good just like yeah. um not popular doesn't equal not good like it sounds simple it, no you're right that's exactly it's really important to actually recognize that as yeah. well yeah do, do you have like um uh, I was going to say self-care, but that's such a like a catchphrase right now i sort of like <laughs> cringed at myself but w- do you when you're in that place of, you know, yeah. feeling like the work that you make isn't worth making or maybe isn't worth making or whatever that whatever that translates to you for you, do you have a, a, a plan of attack to get out from under it? Usually it's writing. I mean, that, that the part partly I, I get through it by talking about it. You know, um, the 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 blog is like me. You know, it's usually coming from a place of I'm feeling something that I don't uh, know what to do with. And if I process it with my, you know, my work, I I feel better. And and then that, you know, if it resonates with other people, then I feel like, oh, wow, that's great. It helped me. First, it helped me. And then it helped these other people as well. Like, but in its first, you know. Uh, flush in that first experience it's really just me trying to take care of myself and try and figure out like sort through those feelings and go like is this really what's happening or you know are you are you really a terrible artist no (laughs) 
<laughs> so let's back it up and see what your process was to that made you feel this bad. <laughs> and like, let's get, let's get, let's, let's work this out. Um, yeah. And hopefully that, that can shift the conversation in, in the culture a little bit too, because I feel like people only want to talk about artists when they, when they have a, a win, when they get a, a, a success. Yeah. And uh, I just don't, I just, it's like, that's not, the bulk of most artists' lives it, are not those moments. Like that's a that's a, a just like a a glint of gold and a landscape of just rocks, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't know. For me, I, I get through it by just being like, "Oh, look at this rock," <laughs> and and how about this rock that now I see it. I don't know. Yeah. And singing helps too, honestly. Like the reason I started doing the songs on the podcast is because I, I was really just struggling in general. I started doing them, I think, in 2016. And it just, uh, you know, I was going through some health stuff and I just felt like I can't do anything. And singing was the only thing I could think of to, to do in distress. <laughs> so, you know, I just, uh, that, that's the, the major. I don't know. That's how we get through things. I think is to is to sing through them yeah. or dance. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so funny. Like the more I ask people that question, I've been asking it a lot. Like that's one of the cool things about the podcast is it gives me an excuse to talk to people about things like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there's no big like uh, spectacular answer to the question of how do you be creative. It's just like yeah, you. Um, you start making shit, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, and, no, that's it. <laughs> and how do I get out from under, like feeling like my, the shit I've been making doesn't matter. Make some more shit. shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's good. The like, answer to feeling bad about making shit is making more shit. It's just, it's really, <laughs> yeah, it's not very clear. Yeah. But it's like, but, it, and the answer isn't lay on the couch and watch 15 episodes of hoarders. I'm discovering <laughs> that doesn't like, no, does, doesn't not. like lift I mean, if it. it helps, go for it but I, I it's probably probably not going to get you quite as far as actually just making something else <laughs> yeah yeah i've been focusing a lot on hitting publish like so much of what i do just goes on the internet and like yeah. that like um sometimes a podcast gets rough for me which is interesting i keep also because i don't get like a ton of downloads usually like around 100 downloads but i started asking myself like if i did a show and 100 people came to the show I'd be, oh, you'd be, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a thing, just like another side note, but not really. There was a woman I had on the show, um, oh, uh, Camille DeAngelis, who wrote a book for artists called Life of That Envy. Um, and mm. one of the things she was talking about was going to see a singer that she really loved. And I can't remember who it was. And, um, and the singer said, oh, I'm so sorry. There weren't more people here. No one came. And she... Camille was like, oh. I came. Like in her mind, she was like, yeah. I came. Like, doesn't that matter? And it yeah. made her realize that she was doing the same thing to people who liked her work. Like, just right. uh, focusing on who didn't come instead of like, holy shit, there's yeah. five people that got went out of their way to hear this thing I'm yeah. gonna do. Yeah. So, I've been really working hard on shifting that perspective because it really does matter. Like, that's like if someone is affected and someone like has a shift in perception or just connects with something that I'm talking about. That's great. It is great. And I think it also speaks to like, sometimes you're not speaking to everybody. And 
I don't know. I have an incredibly small listenership, readership. The same number of people will come see a show. You know, I'm, I have a, 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 I feel like I've settled into a place of like around 15 people will show up for something that I do. Yeah. But those 15 people really show up. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like so they're so there for me. And I don't think I'm talking about anything. I'm not talking about stuff that anybody else is talking about. And I'm speaking to things to those 15 people that um, that that they're not hearing elsewhere. And mm. that they that they needed needed to hear, or um, or that they that you know that somehow speaks to them. And I, I feel like I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm trying to worry less about the the people that aren't listening, and recognize that those that are are, are um, I don't know that that they are that they are unique and and specialized. Um, I mean, for example, so I, I started as a theater maker and I still am a theater maker. Um, and, you know, theater, I only recently realized, is a, is a kind of a niche art form in the sense that, you know, like 100 people showing up to a show is actually pretty good. And, and you know, even the biggest productions of theater are still kind of a niche form. And I don't think I really worked that out before. Mm. <laughs> and, like, I I am, like niche uh, I'm like the nichiest part of a niche already right you know like so like here's here's this art form that is actually you know aside from a couple of big theaters um in various locations is is fairly niche compared to say film or uh, music or television or any of these more sort of popular um able to be disseminated widely forms right and so like here I am like struggling already in a kind of a niche forum. And then I, I'm like, just like even in the corner <laughs> of the nichiest thing. And then there's something that I've just worked out like, Oh, uh, but there are, there are others of me hmm. that I, that I don't know. And that I can maybe reach out through these more um, widely disseminatable forums like podcasts and blogs and music. Yeah. And, so, and that's a really beautiful thing, like having that, the internet, like people complain, and I say, I feel like I say this a lot, but people complain about like, oh, no one wants to buy music anymore. You can't make any money, blah, blah, blah. But like, true. I can distribute it like, and I, before yeah. the internet, if you made a CD, you could sell it maybe at your shows, like, but you right. couldn't like get it. I, there's the potential for so much connection and sharing so much totally. on the internet. Even though, like, no one, like, if I couldn't distribute my CD, no one would have bought it then either. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, I, I did, in my earlier years, have a band, and we did make a physical CD, and it was before digital distribution really kicked in, just like a few years before. Um, and, you know, yeah, it was like that. Like, you know, we sold... we. I don't remember how many we sold, but not that many. <laughs> and and it, and it 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 was largely to you know friends and family, and and we sold a, a handful sort of through the the like CD Baby was where we were, so we we sold some there. But yeah. like it's it was it, nobody unless we were physically in their presence, people weren't weren't buying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, your point made. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so there's a lot going for us as creators, I think, right now.
So that's yay. 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 You know, you talked about being a theater maker and we haven't talked about that at all. And I know very little about your theater company. Can you fill me in? Yeah, sure. So um, it's called Messenger Theater Company and we started in 2001 um, and we make um, feminist mythic physical theater, um, sort of classically inspired stuff. In the last couple of years, I've sort of stepped back a little bit because making theater is uh, so expensive and there's not, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of reward um, in terms of the work that needs to be put in. So, but um, in the previous years, you know, we've put on uh, mostly work that I have written and directed, but occasionally some, some outliers. Um, But yeah, um, myth inspired, classically inspired kind of stuff. And that's all at messengertheaterco.org. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for those people who are listening. Go there. (laughs) Go there now. (laughs) And if you're listening, don't worry. I'll put links to all of this in the show notes for this podcast episode. So you can go to mikeypod.com. You can remember that. And then there'll be all all kinds of links. So many links. So many links. (laughs) Um, So I think we should wrap this up. Because we're going to have, um, assuming you're so good to do a little, did I even tell you I'd like to do a little mini patron only totally. interview? Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I know all about your patronage situation here. I love we, it. We Patreon brothers and sisters have to stick together. Word. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear more from Emily Rainbow Davis um, and you're a patron, you can look on Wednesday uh, on Patreon or on the Patreon section of my podcast website. And get access to an exclusive bonus interview. Um, la, la, la. And this is this. I I need to figure out a smooth way to do this because we're wrapping up the interview. But I also want you to talk about the song we're about to hear, which is an original song from you. So can you tell me about yes. that? Yes. Uh, well, so this song was inspired by um, I, I'd submitted a play to a, a a festival, and it looked like I like actually might you know get it in to the thing and it was kind of a big opportunity and kind of a like oh this could change my life sort of artistic hope mm-hmm. um and and then i didn't get it and i just was like oh gosh this is ugh. it's so it was so painful and partly because i think in previous years i'd i'd sort of taught myself not to get my hopes up about stuff um and this one i was like no this uh, even even trying to tamp that down my my imaginative brain like just went to all the ways like oh my life will be changed i'll finally have money and fans and i you know whatever um Uh, and uh, and then when i didn't get it it was like oh my god so hard (laughs) like (laughs) it just got so dark so fast and i was and and you know like we were talking about the way to get through that is to is to Right through it, I think. So I didn't, I, I think I did do a blog post about that same experience. But in the end, I also was like, yeah, no, this one needs, this one needs a song. And, you know, just like lying in the floor in the dark, going like, this sucks. <laughs> and then like, oh, and here's the song. Like the song kind of evolved uh, out of that. And you still uh, made a thing. And I made a thing. Yeah, I made several things. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I... it's... Wait, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's the 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 answer is in the question kind kind of thing where like, oh, the way to get through this is is with art. Uh, as everything. That's perfect. All right, so we can find Emily Emily Rainbow Davis dot com 
uh, look at MikeyPod.com for further links to social media and all that stuff. Do you want to just spit out your spit out spit out your social media? <laughs> you want to throw those out real uh, quick? I'm at E Rainbow D on Twitter and uh, Songs for the Struggling Artist on Instagram. I think that's the major. Uh, there are both songs for the struggling artist and my theater company, Messenger Theater Company, are on Facebook. So, I think those are the major ones. Am I missing? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got it. Um, yeah. Yay! All right. So, um, thanks for joining me. And here is "Hope Hangover" by Emily Rainbow Davis. hope too much I let myself dream I let myself fantasize I let myself scheme and now it seems I got a hope hangover like you've never seen I mean is it dark in here or is it just me did the sound of birds fade out suddenly did the colors fade do you feel betrayed by the fates that laughed at all the plans you made I mean is it real good when you're drinking down that glass of hope. Do you worry about how slim the odds are? No, you don't. You're happy till the end. Big breaks for all your friends. You'll never cry again. No, no. Once the party's gone, you never want to go. I let myself hope too much. I let myself dream. I let myself fantasize, I let myself scheme, and now it seems I got a hope hangover like you've never seen. I mean, I knew I couldn't win, I know how it goes, I know how these things return to their status quo. Even though I knew I let the hope shine through Cause we need some light to see the shades of blue I mean, is it dark in here? Yes, it feels real good when you're getting high off fumes of hope Do you worry about the unlikelihood? No, no your whole life will be changed, finances rearranged, your star chart will zoom out of range, you and your dreams will never be a strain. I let myself hope too much, I let myself dream, I let myself fantasize, I let myself I know it seems 
I got a hope hangover like you've never seen. When people say not to get your hopes up, this is what they mean. I mean, is it dark in here? That was Emily Rainbow Davis with Hope Hangover. Thank you, Emily Rainbow Davis, for being on the show today. If you'd like to hear more from her, you could check out our podcast. It's going to go up on Wednesday this week. It's a bonus interview I did with her. It's actually quite fun. We talk a lot about Patreon and how it works for both of us and more creativity stuff. I got a lot out of this convo. I hope you guys did too. Let me know if what you thought of it. Michael Heron. Uh, go no 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 mikeypot at gmail.com to email me and or you can leave a comment you can leave a review all that different kind of stuff helps out the podcast so much tell a friend if you're enjoying this and uh, you can become a patron like um, the new folks did this week patreon.com slash michael heron free stuff extra bonus material uh, zines all kind of cool stuff anyway that's what i got for you today thank you so much for listening It really does mean a lot when I see that people have downloaded and listened to this podcast. We talked about, Emily and I talked about that in the interview. What are your thoughts on this? And is this type of thinking help you? Like, or these conversations, they help you move forward with the different um, things you make in your life? You know, are you one of those people like me that just feel drawn to create things? And, um, And how do you do it? How do you keep going? I'd love to know what you all do as well. Anyway, yay. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next week.